You don't just start playing baseball and then instantly make it to the major leagues. You have to work hard to get there. You have to have a game plan to get yourself to be the MVP. The Most Valuable Producers podcast is not for the average agent. You can't be average to become the MVP. Just like in the big leagues. You can't just be a one or two or three tool player. You have to be a five tool player to become the MVP. You can make a difference in someone's life every single day in this job, in this career, in this industry. What's your game plan? This is your host of the show, Mitch Gibson. You are listening to the MVP Podcast. What is going on, MVP Podcast listeners? It is your host, Mitch Gibson, joined by a very special guest and a very special friend of mine, former competitors in college sports. We'll get into that here in a second. Mr. Danny Lawrence comes to us from Columbus, Ohio. What the hell is there to do in Columbus, Ohio? Uh, what is there to do yes, what's in the Columbus? Most fun thing to do in Columbus, Ohio. The most fun thing to do. Honestly, if you go to the Huntington Park, watch the Clippers play. So just so you guys know, it's a minor league baseball. I about to say the LA Clippers. Uh, no, <laughs> Los Angeles. No, but uh, is it the most fun? It's up there, but dude, it, it's a it's a blast. It's just like minor league feel. Stadium's always just filled to a brim. It's awesome. So now that you're were you born and raised in Columbus? Yeah. Born and raised in Columbus. Born and raised. Let me ask you this question. Now that you've been here in Indianapolis, Danny's been down here in Indianapolis because by the time that you would have uh that you're gonna this episode comes out, you will know that Indy Tech twenty twenty three is gonna be right here in Indianapolis, Indiana. That's right. And Danny's in charge of the agents night out event. So where are we gonna Events. party? Where are we gonna have fun? The after party, the after after party. Yeah. Danny's in charge, so if it sucks, it's on him. So just <laughs> remember that. But now that you've yeah. been in Indy, now that you've been in Indianapolis for two days, would you rather have Indianapolis or Columbus? Oh, uh, honestly, Indianapolis. I would agree really? for sure. Yeah, wow. dude, I love Indy. Wow. I'm not gonna lie; it's great, it's huge. But I was here for the Indy 500, correct? Which is and I was here. May. Yeah, it was May. It was before COVID, uh, but uh, it was like the parade and stuff. Got to experience that. Yeah. I mean, Indy's great. It's it's a large city. Like Columbus, it's like there's downtown, but then there's like sections outside. Right. You have to go there, do things. Do so things, Indy, it's all condensed. You can like do everything. So I I love it. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. <laughs> so now that we just kind of went off the beaten path, ADHD. Um, yeah. our, our listeners know that. So if I get off the beaten path, I apologize at any point in time. But that's this is my show, and if you don't like it, then don't listen to it. In an all nice way, I'm just yeah. joking around. Um, but anyway, with that being said. Danny, for people that don't know who you are, because I'm sure a lot of the people that are listening to the show don't know who Danny Lawrence is. That's fair. And That'd be true. Not a bad thing, but it's somebody that I think you all should get to know and start following along his 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 career paths and the things that he's doing inside the insure tech area. Um, he's very interested in that, I guess, part of the industry, and it's 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 continuing to expand. Very um, very, very curious to see how it comes out. So Danny's a guy that you need, want to need to pay attention to. But Danny, for those that ha- don't know you, have never met you before, yeah, who is Danny Lawrence? Kind of how did you get into the industry, and why was that the path that you went? Oh yeah, great question. Um, so started off actually at a, a company called a like a value add reseller, right, right out of college. It, you know, you're you're coming out of college. You're like, dude, what do I do? So for some people, I, I didn't know what I wanted to be at. So started off like it, basically adding value to like desktops, 
uh, or like software, like, you know, imaging uh, uh, laptops and desktops. So basically what it means is just providing a service for other companies. Okay. And basically what I was doing was just like POs, logistics, making sure things got there on time. But I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So like I did that for like three years and at that, it was a crossing road. And um, this was right before COVID happened, which is, it, this would be a blessing. You guys will know why I'm saying this in a second. But uh, I had an opportunity to go to medical sales. So I, the reason I, why I was interested in that route is because college athletes and pro athletes typically go that direction. Sure. Not typically, but there's like a whole, you know, cult kind of, sure. of that go that direction. So I was thinking about going in there as, you know, approached by a guy. Um, but then I was actually approached on LinkedIn by uh, Agency Zoom, right? So uh, and we'll get into that in a second. And, you know, ended up deciding to go the route with Agency Zoom. Long story short, I, I felt like in, in technology, love technology. I'm always curious about like things that are coming out like how it's implemented and you know everyone which everybody has an issue with right now i feel like you're like how in the heck do i have this technology how in the heck do i use it yeah it's it's hard to learn right it's tough it feels overwhelming but once you're like involved in it it did it's so cool like there's so much that you can do with it but i like the fact honestly that it's a great work-life balance i can go wherever i want and work you know i could go to miami florida for a week and you know still do my job sure efficiently Right. So I got into insurance that way. Okay. With agency Zoom. So it was part of the first ever sales team. And it was a great experience. I worked with Tolga, Mo, X, uh, Kat, um, who are familiar names in the industry. Right. They did a fantastic job building that thing up. And then, uh, and then it got acquired by Vertifor. So to be honest with you, last standing sales guy there, everyone had left for other reasons. Right. And then was actually approached once the acquisition started from uh, Vertifor acquired Agency Zoom like a year ago, right? Um, was approached by Wonderite. So, uh, so was uh, approached by Dylan and Joe over there. Great people. And oh, yeah, great. They're awesome. Um, and yeah, now I'm over at Wonderite and, and I haven't looked back. It's been a fantastic uh, experience so far. So, you talk about insur- insurance technology, and I know. So those who know my show and those that do listen to the show um, or watch the show know that I kind of just fly by the seam of my pants with episodes. And I'm going to say this, I'm going to spill the beans and I'm not being mean and throwing them under the bus, but I actually had to put together a document to send to Danny about what questions, what we're kind of, the avenue and the route we were going to go with oh, the yeah. show, right? I need, always need a prep. This one wasn't even a part of it. This next, this next thing I'm going to say, but that's the fun part of this thing. So with that being said... We talk about the different avenues and career paths you can take inside an industry. Specifically, we're talking about the insurance industry. Insurance. Okay. You think about insurance, you always, the, the cliche always thought about, our answer is Jake from State Farm. That's what insurance is, right? I'm that from Jake. Outside, correct. I'm yeah. Jake from State Farm. You didn't know if there's CSRs, what a CSR was. You don't know what underwriters are. You don't know what claims reps. You don't know what technology. You don't know what API means. You don't know what SEO means. You don't understand the business aspect behind it, but also the different career paths that you can go with in the insurance industry, right? So if you're young and you're listening to this and you think that all you are and all that there is to be is just 
that insurance agent. Yeah. Look, go look deep diving into the, seeing what the big perspective is and, and the, to, to see the different types of technology and the things that are going on on a big, big executive level yep. in the insurance business. You'll be like, wow, this is way different than what I thought. They're doing a lot of unique stuff. Which is great, right? Yeah, that's great. You now, your sales, right? You talk about sales, being in sales, whatever it might be. Yeah. What is a sales... Like what? What? What do you think? There's if there's one thing that you a trait that you need to be a salesman. What do you think that best trait is? That salesman. Yes. Oh, for sure. Um, through my experience so far, it's definitely perseverance. One hundred percent. Like you, every, people tell you this all the time, right? Great sales leaders will tell you that you are going to go through good times and some crappy times. That it is what it is. Um, and it really depends on like what point your company's at. Sure. Um, Agency Zoom, fantastic product, and it was a a, a good sale. You know, I it, it was like you know you you would offer like a free month and all these things, um, and then you go over to a different company whose product might not be currently there yet. At that, yeah, at that level. Yeah, and not at the same level yet, and then you realize how good you got to be at all times. Like literally at every single stage, you got to have these things and, you know, your stuff in place, a good process. They always say process. What does that mean? But um, at the end of the day, persevere through the times that it just sucks. Like you got to make those calls no matter what, because you need to put meat on the table. You just do, regardless of whether that sales cycle is going to be longer because of it. You have to do it. Um, just go through the suck, and if you can do that, you know, and just stick with it, you'll survive. I mean, that's what my experience has been. Yeah, and, and you got to you got to want it too. I mean, you got to you got to understand it, be patient. And you got to want it. Um, but no, I just had to throw that in there as we were talking on the sales topic. Well, to add, yeah, to add something to it real quick, I think what helps um, is knowing what you want in the end. So the goal shouldn't be like, hey, what do I want to be in three years? What do you want to do in like, you know, 20, 30 years? And that should be your goal in mind because that will help you realize why I'm getting up to do this every single day. Because if you're making – sometimes if you're making just goals for like a year or two, okay, then you have to reevaluate what those are. And sometimes you can lose motivation to keep going through the suck. So it it actually puts it in perspective the why you're – doing this every single day so have the you know end goal in mind will help out for sure i think it's a great way to put it it's almost like new year's resolutions yeah well yeah you know like (laughs) they're like period what is a new year's Year's resolution (laughs) you know i i would love to know i mean where's the where's the where's the where's the technology company out there that can tell me what the percentage of new year's resolutions actually Actually, stay and become daily habit yeah what is it like at least what from what I've read, it's like what ninety days. You have to develop habit if you like do it every day. Yeah, ninety ninety days. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, as, as you stick there, it becomes more of a even still you know, then even daily thing. Ninety day habit, you still have to still keep it up. Yeah, still got to want it. Yeah. Okay. Any, anyway, we talk about <laughs> we talk about sales. Okay, we talked about how kind of you got yourself into the insurance industry. Yeah. Um, and I think we're going to continue to see him do great things uh, in, in the future of history. Appreciate that. Especially with the the mindset you've got. Like if you're young, yeah. you're, you know, you've got that young, unique um, creativity of, you know, your perspective on where you see it going and, and how you kind of want to be in the part of the intersection of that. Right. And I yeah. think that's, 
that's a cool piece. But we didn't really get to talk about who you were before. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. There we go. College. Yeah. Uh, you and I kind of got to know each other. Yeah. I'll let you kind of tell the story. A little sure. Bit. Yeah. Um. But those that do listen to the show, you know, consistently here and loyal listeners know that I played baseball at Ball State University, which is a college, uh, Division One college up in Muncie, Indiana. Boo. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. You'll know why I say boo in a second. Ball State. (laughs) Um, University, played baseball up there. Uh, And then Mr. Akron Ziff over here played baseball. Go Zips. Go Zips. But, yeah, I'll let let kind of Danny know, tell that story of how we kind of first kind of got – Met met each other and then yeah. it was like a small world. Next thing you know, it here we are sitting on the couch and I know, yeah, podcast. yeah. By the way, thanks for hosting me That's for cool. showing me around and like you know showing me your spot and everything. But uh, um, so I actually came out of, when I came out of high school, went to junior college first. I call myself a JUCO bandit. So for That's a baseball <laughs> So just so you guys know, JUCO bandit. There's three re- typically three reasons why you go junior college. One because of grades. Uh, maybe you were a guy coming out. I, I played baseball. The Arizona Player of the Year, right? Player of the Year, guys. He's going to U of A, like eighty-five percent scholarship, and it was the year that they won the national title. Okay. He got his scholarship taken away because he got all F's and a D. Okay, all F's and a D. All right. Um, I, he probably will, won't listen to this since he's he not in, really in this. But I didn't name any names. Too, but <laughs> get it? Oh no, yeah, it's not good. He ended up getting his stuff together, right? But um, if so, great. Second is like a you have an injury. So that's for me. That was my problem. I had a, a torn labrum. If you guys are know, really know what that you know, it, it holds your shoulder together, right? I'm at a complete, almost a complete tear. So there, there were four insertions, eight anchors. All right, that is a lot. So basically, almost a complete arm. So uh, I had to go through junior college to gain that strength back to uh, m- maybe getting to w- what my goal was at the time. You know, of Division One. You know, out of high school, you. That's the thing. That's like the above all be all. But it's, if you didn't have dreams to play at the highest level of college, yeah, I mean, what was the point? Right, right. You have dreams of it. Yeah, you have dreams of it. But you know, you get guys who play pros everywhere. The the third thing, um, well, it's academics, injury, and then it might be guys on the bubble. So maybe yeah, you're yeah. a guy coming out of high school. That is like, hey, I, you know, I only got Division three offers, or well, so my um, better thing would be someone that's not developed immature, yet, immature yeah. later. Yeah, right? there's like different situations, right? So like a situation like that, then they go into um, junior college and they build their body up or whatever, whatever they needed to get to that level, and they do right. Sure. So, uh, so Duco Bandit for actually went two places. So started off at Sinclair. Go Tartans. Um, left over to South Mountain out in Arizona. Tartan is that a dude? It's a kill. No, it's like a kill. I think. Well, I, I'd say I think. Like we didn't even know when we went to school. We're like, what's a tartan? But it's literally a kilt. Huh. <laughs> so look it up, guys. It's actually hilarious. It was Sinclair. It's like a lion and a kilt. <laughs> that was our mascot. It's hilarious. Well, no, it was a great experience there. But um, when I played summer ball, I met someone else, and then um. I had the opportunity to play in Arizona. Uh, for those of you who played baseball, Arizona Junior College is like the real it, – it's mm-hmm. it's big time, right? It, it's good. It's a good ball. There's two states, Illinois and Arizona. Yeah, for junior college, for sure. 
Yeah, big time. And I uh, had opportunity. That was one of the best years of my life. Um, I love Arizona. Scottsdale's amazing. A uh, lot of fun. I Actually second, going there in February. I second that, and I'll be there as well. <laughs> uh, waste management, so that'd be fun. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, same. That's a Monday. Same, same week. weekend. Yeah, I don't know how we're gonna survive. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So um, Arizona, so South Mountain for a year, and then uh, had the opportunity to uh, play at Akron, um, and, and and that was a great experience. Love everyone that I played with. So go Zips. But yeah, we had. I actually, I don't think I played you. You did. You never played I, I against me. I was older. Me. I'm older than or Mitch. Um, I'm your buddies that you worked with, or that works for a uh, another technology company here in the insurance business. Yeah. Played against Jacob. Played against yeah. Jacob Bolton. Played against me. Oh, Jacob, you like to hear that? <laughs> Jacob played against me. Yeah. And he knew you guys, and it was like, and then you knew a kid by the name of Kevin Martin, who's now playing professional ball in Mexico. <laughs> You play with at Akron, and once Akron yeah. shut their program down, yeah, Kevin Marnin went to Ball State, and I ended yeah. up playing with Kevin. So it's a, it's kind of just a little circle of how it, yeah. baseball it's brings so people fun. around. And I talk about that, right? Yeah, it, is. it really I, is. I I talk about how sports, and in general, why baseball, and that's the whole theme of the whole podcast, yeah. how baseball kind of made me and pushed me down the path of the person I am today. Yeah. And I'm thankful for it. And the amount of people that I have met through the game of baseball, right? That that's important. That's just like the net your 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 you put the whole term your network is your net worth, right? It's true. Building relationships is, in my opinion, one of the most important pieces of the puzzle in this industry. Right? Yeah. One of the most important pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia. We saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual Intel. That's with two L's. That's virtual I N T E L L com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, recruiting, recruiting, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel. Cast certified. But what we're starting to see the most important pieces of the puzzle are the, I guess, putting your technology and your agencies up with the technologies of leading agencies, the front liners, the, the big doll, the, the massive mega agencies. How do you compete, right? Yeah. These mom and pop shops, these seven, eight, 10, 15, 20 people agencies. What else we got to start focusing on? Yeah. And it's the amount of technology and the money being spent inside of this industry with technology that has a couple people has people probably scared. Yeah. 
maybe nervous, maybe not scared, nervous, um, maybe those that are anxious. What's your feeling towards the insurance world in the future? Where technology is taking it so far, and do you see you see it just continuing to become bigger and badder? I guess yeah. on a technology standpoint, what where do you project and where do you where do you think it's going? And do you think it's 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 good for the industry? a couple couple points there? Um, so I've I've been in this industry now for five years, and I think it was yeah, <laughs> I would say more of the insurance like technology side. I'm really starting to get together with more agents, learn more. Uh, like I I went over to your agency the other day. It was great, great experience. And and that's stuff that people from my perspective need to always keep in mind. Um, but worked at Agency Zoom, I uh, had the opportunity to work with a lot of agencies. Uh, there were a lot of, uh, you know, uh, demos that I had held. And you learn from those conversations, right? So you learn from those conversations. A lot of what I've gathered just from interacting with agents from what they were telling me and everything. First off, there's a lack of awareness of stuff that was out there. I mean, I'll get to your other point of where it's going in the future. But like, for example, I always bring this up. It's like Zapier. I know uh, it's like, it's such a, it's a tool that anyone can use to try to piece the puzzle together at times. And that's what you're trying to do. Um, I know nowadays there's a big hype around integrations and making sure data flows. I know, Mitch, we were talking about earlier how much it would help you, sure. right? And like that stuff matters. And, and there's simple ways to do that, right? There are technology platforms out there that you can connect and it can make your life easier. Now, it's, it, you know, you're, it's going to be a give or take at times, right? It's not going to be perfect, but it will get you to point A to point B and really help benefit you. But Oh, so you're going to say... No, even if you, like, don't have control of changing this. So, like, I know we have a lot of young agents listening to this. Even if you don't have the ability to make those decisions and tie Zapier into your outlook or whatever it is, yeah, it's, in my opinion, highly important that you just sign up for it and play with it. Yeah. Learn the terminologies. What, the more you understand how that Zapier works and APIs and this and that... Yeah. The stuff you need to know. That stuff you need to know now because yeah. if you learn it now and you continue to, I guess, adapt with it as it grows, yeah. you are going to be here and your competitors are going to be here. Yeah, that, that's a good point. If you're aware of what – first off, Zapier, in, in just a short sense, helps piece two technologies together. Now, we don't need to go too in-depth into that. But you need to be aware if you're having like a demo with another insure tech like myself, they bring up Zapier – you don't, you know, now you know, so you don't feel overwhelmed. That That's the point I was making is that you need to be aware of these things so you don't feel overwhelmed. Sure. The the second part, how I'm going to answer is where the industry is going. Really, I truly, I believe it's more of a collaboration between all channels, right? Good example would be when Ivan's was able to connect the carriers with management systems. There was a collaboration approach there. So I, I do believe that the more collaboration we can get, across the board between a certain sets of technologies or between different companies to bring us data and to be able to actionably use that data, I think that's where it needs to go sure. to benefit insurance agencies. And I think, honestly, it benefits all parties. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, just if there's anybody that wants to write more business than the agency and the producer, it's the carrier. Yeah. Right? Right. And... 
carriers you see with the carriers that you have. And there's nothing there's nothing against it, right? Because there's still the old style agencies uh, that are still going through the NCCI binders that shows oh the work God. comp class codes that I showed him for the first time yesterday. He couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I, That's how some people still to this day yeah. look up NAIC or NCCI codes for workers comp or um, liability or any type of any type of class class codes. I'm sorry That's how that you guys have to deal with that. I really am. Well, they don't have to now, but well, yeah, it's better. But there's people that are. Active. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't even know where I was going before I got off that. But but anyway, like the just the, the technology piece in general yeah. is is something that you can't ignore. Nope. I mean, we're pretty hybrid at our agency, yeah. I would say. Um, and you saw why. Yeah. You know, and, and and it's not a bad thing, but it's like you know, do you guys use? He asked me, do you guys use Slack? Yeah. I no, I yeah. don't. No, we don't because don't everybody's in the office for the yeah. most part all the time, right? Yeah. Just walk over next door and just say right, or I can yeah. call. It's 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 not a I, we got people here, there, and everywhere, and that's yeah. not every business, right? So you you can see why we don't need some pieces of technology, right? And I think for you as a as a as an insure tech guy, literally spending the day inside of someone's office, oh, so helpful. Just hearing the hearing them talk and he's me showing you how I go go about things when I get a piece of new business on a commercial client that needs apped up and needs supplementals. Oh, yeah. You're like, huh? Like you could just see, I could just see his brain kind of just starting to, you know, move around, like be getting creative with it. But that's, I think, we all get know how insurance technology works or independent technology works. We don't ask for the help. I don't think to you guys, right? We don't. You guys don't ask us to come spend the day in our office too much. But that's also because there's really not no need to. Yeah. But we also, excuse me, we also as independent agents need to understand how you guys do business, how your guys' technology works, yeah. how it works with others, yeah. the collaboration piece, yeah. how it works with carriers, and how it can benefit your agency, save more time, save money, and write more business. Yeah, I agree with that. There needs to be more awareness. Just be like the fact that I came over and just sat and uh, uh, just listened to, to who you were talking to then just watch what you do on a daily basis, right? I think... That was important for me to understand. Now, I think it's also good to understand from an agent's point of view, come over and see how these things are built out. Sure. I mean, there's a reason why these tech companies, they have to raise a bunch of money. I mean, it's not easy. <laughs> if it were easy, it'd already be out here, right? So these, I mean, these companies are building all, you know, getting all this capital to build out tech that to make it easy for you to do your job, to make it a better experience for your client. That is what it is. I mean, for an example... And if you're an agent listening to this and you've been an agent for the last five years or four years, even the last 24 months with some of my carriers that we write for, how many of them can you now quote, quote in quote bindable business? How many more classifications do you guys have access to quote more bindable business? I guarantee you a lot more now. That's the carrier spending the money to invest in technology to make it easy for the agent to write business. Yep. Right? They right. want to eliminate the how long it takes yep. from a new client intake form to the agency, from applications to sending it to underwriting, to waiting for underwriting, to waiting for approval, waiting for inspection. Yeah, wow. They can do this all now. Yeah. 
within a 25 to 30 minute span by you, the agent, and putting it and doing all the frontline underwriting. It's changing everywhere, right? It's changing everywhere. I'm sure you guys are seeing it on the tech. You guys change daily, I'm sure, especially on a growing product. Yeah, the, the one thing that's good, you actually bring that up. Technology companies that are coming up nowadays, I, I heard this best from uh, someone who's a very, very smart individual that you need to be able to adapt to what the different trends are going to be in the future. Like you have to be adaptable because what is today, right, is going to change in a year from now. You said it best about the market, Mitch, about how the market change, changes all the time, right? Absolutely. So it's the same with technology. If you want to be relevant, keep being relevant in the future, you always have to adapt. A good a good example, Netflix. Everyone knows Netflix was like the DVD outside, right? They stuck with it, changed their model. Look at them. They're now- I want to real quick, this is an easy topic that wasn't on the list. Yeah. I want to get into the difference between independent technology or what we call indie tech yeah. and insurance technology, what we call insure tech. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Independent technology or indie tech. Is technology built by independent insurance agents or by the independent insurance agent. And then you got insurance technology or insure tech. Mm-hmm. Technology company builds an insurance product for an insurance consumer. Yeah. Um, we're starting to see a lot more of the independent indie tech independent technology companies, indie tech becoming more of a popular thing. Why do you think that that is? Well, uh, well we were talking about that a little bit earlier, right? It just, again, like sitting through his agency, I Every agency is different. Um, and unfortunately, like insure techs, right, can't ac- accommodate for every single step in the process. Step or, you know, every agency that's different. They just, it's just not possible. You want to, but it's just not possible. Like, you know, insure techs to have a strategy and they have to, and they're going to make decisions that align with that strategy. Like, we, we know that. Right. It's like when you your agency, you make decisions to, you know, increase intention rate or to, you know, grow your book of business with new sales. Like you make these decisions. So it's, you know, indie tech with the, you know, insurance agent who's really trying to, you know, build out something that they know that they need. Okay. It works for them. It works for them. But there still might be things that they build out that would be beneficial for maybe like an insure tech to, you know, buy out or, you know, like maybe code that, you know, is really super unique. I could be just talking out of my butt there. No, but no. but the certain it things that are like that are specific to them that maybe an insure tech might find interesting and buy. You know, so it goes both ways. But I understand why agencies are like, dude, like, I want this to be the way that I want it. I want to go out and build my own thing. Uh, I, I met a quick example, met an agency out in um, Columbus. First off, awesome, awesome people. And they had built upon uh, on top of Salesforce. So they you know, had their own Salesforce account. They put the Ivan's downloads in it. So they spent all that. They So his idea was the experience for his producers. He wanted to create an experience specific for his producer. So he'd sit down with his producer and say, hey, how do you want to do this? 
and he built it out to accommodate for specifically tailored for that person. their workflow. Now they're able to do that because they had the cap to do that. I think that would be always the holy grail, right? For every business. Unfortunately, it's just not for everyone. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that, that's interesting and genius. Oh yeah. Yeah. Genius. It is genius. You save a lot more money as an agency. You know, that guy right there, if he gets these people early, right? Yeah, because yeah. they have no clue what the process yeah, is, right? No I'm just joking, but that's that's that is what we're starting to see more of: agents being becoming more creative, yeah, having the opportunity to become more creative within the agency, not just for themselves as well, bringing new topics, ideas yeah. to the attention of your agency owners. Right. Let's talk about that for an example. Okay. Cause I get kind of, I kind of have, I kind of don't have a any empathy for the people that say, "Oh, I can't ask my agency. I don't make those decisions. I'm never going to be able to get that." Yeah, that's BS. So, an example. Give me real quick. An example. Yeah. Can you use it? Because you're sitting right here. Yeah. Say I wanted one to write. I did do this. Okay. This is a true example. Testimonial. Say I wanted to use one to write. Yeah. And we, my agency, didn't have it. I demo it. I knew how big of a helpful tool it was going to be for me to produce more business. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And on top of that, it could also help the other agents in the office. Yeah. Okay? So what I did instead of just saying, hey, Mr. Owner 1 and Mr. Owner 2, yeah. can you look into this and see if it's, you think we can benefit from this? Yeah. No, what I did was I showed them how it would benefit to us and me. Yeah. Right? That's tough though. It's very tough. Yeah. But if you want the product, if the product, right. if you are that passionate that it's going to work and help yeah. you sell more business, I would hope that you'd have your agency owner would be right there with your arm, with his arm around you, helping you make that happen. Well, it's also- but you got to show them how it's going to work. If you just say, we need this. Yeah. Okay. Why? How is this? On paper, maybe. How is this going to help me? Yeah, well, yeah, that's a good point. Um, also, if I'm a salesperson, I have to arm you with that. Not only do a demo, but like, you know, arm you, give you the ammo to present. Right. But also it has to be, you know, you got to get, as you know, in sales, it really is. You have to make that person, you know, really get excited, right? And arm them with the ammo to go in and do something like that, right? Um, so that that's extremely important. And that can be hard to do. Right. From a sales from, you know, if I'm selling something to someone else, sure. that can be tough to do at times. You know, if you're calling out of the blue, you got to build all this. Business, you know, it, it can take a lot of time to, to build something like that. On the other side of that. Yeah. So there's option one you could do is like I just gave you the example, take it to your agency owners. Or how about this? You have the extra whatever the product price is, $20, $50, $100, $200, 300 yeah. And you need it that bad. It's going to make you write that much more insurance. Buy it, show them how it worked. Say, hey, I bought this on my own. I wanted to show you guys as an example, and this is how it's okay. Great. Can I? Can would you guys mind be paying for it? Yeah. That or not, you're still making more money than what you did without it. You feel as if it's an investment for right. you. Yeah. That that job to invest in. That is something that took me a while to get a hold of. Is really to understand that I need to make an investment in myself in order to sure. to really make a change. Uh, you know, get out of your you know comfort zone. All these things. Um, so I, I'm be transparent. I told you about it, about uh, Skillway. Yeah. And and I, uh, you know, shout out Skillway if they ever listen to this. <laughs> but uh, I love my experience with them. Just so you know, they're like it's sales coaching. 
It really is. Everyone needs a coach. Like, you know, I, I don't want to keep going back to sports, but you tend to always do just because it was such an important part of our life. But I had a coach. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't have been any good if I didn't have someone guiding me, right? And I always think it's good to have someone who feeds you other ideas that maybe might be more relevant. But I might not see something that I suck at. I might suck at something, right? And they would tell me that I suck at it. No one's going to tell me unless they do. So I think, uh, you know, we we all need a, a coach in that sense. But but my point is you need to invest in yourself at some point, whether it is coaching or whether it is technology, right? To get the job done. And at the end of the day for you guys, it's, you know, make your client happier. That's right? it. I mean, that's all we can do. I mean, the golden rule is always treat others how you want to be treated there, Yeah. you know? And that's, <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I can't even explain to you the importance mm-hmm. And I say this all the time, men- of mentorship, of asking for help, asking for advice. I've told the Bradley Flower, how I knew how, how I kind of got started in the podcast realm anyways was asking Bradley Flowers for advice, yeah. how I get started. Told me how to start the local podcast. I told, told him that story earlier. Yeah. Can't be afraid to ask. If you're in sales and you're afraid to ask something, you're not supposed to be a salesman. You can't be afraid of failure there. What's wrong with asking? You never know. Like you asked, and hey, look at look at you you're now. Scared, you're you're going in scared to ask for the ask. Yeah, scared to get told what? No, not to reject. Yeah, get told yes. Yeah, right. You never know. What if they say yes? Why are you thinking so negatively? We're all wired that way to think negative. Yeah, right. Be headstrong. All right, I've taken enough of Danny's time. <laughs> Won't be the last time you hear Danny on the show. Danny, you're not getting out of my rapid fire questions yet. So don't oh, think you're getting out of here. But with that being said, with that being said, you well, not the last time you'll hear Danny on uh, the show. We're not going to spill the beans too much, but you're going to start hearing Danny potentially maybe once a month on the MVP podcast. Yeah. Doing nothing but talking about insurance, tech, indie tech, talking to insure tech and indie tech people. Yeah, it could be anything. He's going to be talking all things Maybe even some integration stuff. How do I integrate certain things? Yeah. What integrates with what? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not an insurance. How do you piece the puzzle? It really, at the end of the day, you need to be told it, right? How need how, how People need to be aware. How do you put the pieces of the puzzle? That's all it is. Just awareness. Right. Because some, I talk to a lot of people who just don't know. And that's fine. You should be thinking towards... That's how you should be thinking towards your processes and how I can streamline and make my processes more simple, smooth. Yeah. With the use of insurance technology. There's a lot of free things out there too that you guys don't understand and know about. But we will get into more of that as we go towards the path of Indie Tech 2023 and Indie Sales. If you're a young agent, 35 and younger real quick. Young agent, 35 and younger, go to IndieTech2023.com and make sure that you uh, sign up to receive alerts. I'm going to do a Indie Sales Conference one-day event. Might be one and a half days. Not too sure yet. Um, just depends on how much we get done in that first 24 hours, but 50 agents invite only to be day one of Indie Tech 2023. We're going to kickstart it off. We've got a really cool place for the, uh, night out event for young agents. If you want to be a part of that, make sure you go to Indie Tech 2023 or shoot me an email, Mitch at MitchGibson.com, and we will get you on that list or waiting list until we put tickets out on sale. But with that being said, I'm going to finish this fire episode with five rapid fire questions. Now I'm nervous. Questions. Now I'm nervous. Five rapid fire questions. I've got a nervous Danny Lawrence. <laughs> and to kickstart it off, Danny, what is yeah. your favorite color? 
Oh, orange, hands down. Favorite, Favorite flavor, flavor of ice cream? cream. Uh, dude, I I gotta say, uh, wow. I think it's cook. It is cookies and cream. I had to think about that for a second. Like, <laughs> Next question. Now that now that everybody knows, I love Oreos and mug. Uh, <laughs> if you could visit, visit anywhere in the world for vacation, where would you love to go? Ibiza. Why? Because if you know me, I have to say this: I love electronical dance music. EDM, love it. Okay. Ibiza, Ibiza, baby. baby, love it. <laughs> if you could spend twenty four hours with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? Babe Ruth. You want to know why? That dude, that dude was a, he was bad. Like, yeah. good bad. Like, fire. Like, amazing. Like, the guy, guy would show up with a cigar, cigar before, you know, he smoked. The great Bambino! <laughs> what is your favorite quote? Oh, oh gosh, I looked this up beforehand. Wait, wait, wait. Here. Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, Bring your phone out and look something up. Wait, wait, wait. Failure. Yeah, failure is not the opposite of success. It's part of success. I like that one. If you could if spend you could 24, 24 hours with anyone okay. that are alive for okay. fun, oh, for fun, who would it be? Played in the Flubber movie. God, oh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Robin Williams. Robin, Robin Williams. Dude. 100% would want to hang out with him. Last question. Yeah. Number, yeah. Seven. Number seven. Who is your favorite musician genre of music? You've already said it. But, dude, I've got to know who your favorite EDM artist is. It's like periodic it's, or, or periodical. Like I'll change or um, I would say best times I've had through like concerts was Cascade. He is an OG. It's like Tiesto and like David Guetta and like you know all those or like a uh, uh, shoot what's his name Green Velvet. Like these guys are all like OGs of you know electronical dance music. Um, he's been around forever, just crushing it. But that would be my uh, uh, favorite. Artist. Love it. There you had it, Danny's five rapid fire questions plus two. Um, Lucky enough to get seven, but this is my first in-person episode and first episode of 2023. I hope you've all had a great Christmas, wonderful start to the new year. Go out there and kick some ass, man. Go out there and just take this year and grab it by the horns and win. Go win. Just Cass asks the question all the time on his podcast, do you hate to win or do you love to win or do you hate to lose? Love to win this year. Oh, yeah. Love to win. Do it with a smile on your face. Danny, Appreciate your time and efforts. Appreciate you coming up. Glad we got a great couple spots for Indie Tech 2023 for our night out event. Stay tuned on that. Drop we'll drop more information as yeah. the couple months or the months awesome. be coming up here in the next couple of weeks, actually. Yeah. And then we'll be releasing more information about tickets as well for that. So be on the lookout for all that information. Danny, got anything else before we hop off here? If anyone ever wanted to get in contact with you for any way, wanted to collab, buy down bounce ideas off of you. Yeah, guys. I mean, I. If you know me, I love just talking about how he loves to talk. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. We're we're pretty even there. Uh, but I love talking about just how the piece puzzles together. I just really do. What I mean by that is like integrating platforms together. Just talking about like different things that you can do based off what you like. But uh, yeah, my email. If you just want to, you know, email me sometime. Just ask a couple questions. Shoot some sh thoughts. Uh, it's Danny D A N N Y. Dot Lawrence, L-A-W-R-E-N-C, at wonderite.com. Perfecto. Danny, appreciate it once again, my man. Always don't forget to subscribe and listen to this show every time it comes out. Might as well. That's what we do. <laughs> Anything we can do for you, give us a call. Shoot us an email. Shoot us a DM, whatever it is. We're always here to help. Like I said again, 
Go kick 2023's ass. And always remember that you can make a difference. We'll catch you next time. MVP podcast. We're out.